0: yes yes welcome back everybody to yet another episode of yet another podcast the yap boys are back we're back in the building
1: what up summit what's going on bro how you doing
0: i am living bro i feel alive <laughs> i'm back from yuba city and i'm back on the grind man back in the routine just got back yeah. yesterday
1: that's exciting man how was the trip
0: Trip was good, man. Yesterday, I got back and slept for 15 straight hours, so I feel very awake right now.
1: <laughs> Shit, you better. <laughs> Most people are awake for 15 hours during the day.
0: <laughs> Dude, I was so, so dead, so dead. But I'm happy to be back, happy, for, uh, happy to have another episode, and um, you want to tell the listeners who we have with us today? We got a special guest with us today.
1: We do, we do indeed. A very special guest, a good friend of both of ours, uh, somebody we've talked about on the podcast previously. Uh, we're big fans of his, so uh, we have Fate. a.k.a. <laughs> <Hanji>. Fateh D-O-E. <laughs> <Hanji>.
2: <laughs> welcome, Fateh. Hey, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. You're welcome. This is yeah. a great
0: opportunity for you. I'm so happy. To be here, I'm happy for you. We're so happy, yeah. You know, this
2: platform. I mean, I've been waiting for it for a while, to be honest.
0: I know you. You hit us up back uh, before we even started, and we put you on the wait list. But you did our time, Agia, bro. You're here.
2: I'm, thank you, man. Thank you. I can't wait. Man. I'm just going...
0: uh, have you heard our podcast before?
2: I have. I've heard bits and pieces of it. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. So cool. that's a no. No, I have. I have.
2: I heard the first one you guys put out. And then I heard the one where you guys talked about me. I uh, heard that I think in in its entirety, but yeah,
1: oh, i cool. So that's bits and pieces, right? Yeah, that's you, good. That that counts. That works. Okay, okay there right. you go. We appreciate you. We appreciate you.
0: Hey, I that appreciate shit you. so hard now. About they listens to our podcast.
1: Loki, <laughs> <laughs> no we just had you on for the clout. Let's play. <laughs> <laughs> What's we been going about, on, now? man? How yeah. are you? I'm good, man. I am good.
0: I, ha- I, I, am. I haven't caught up with you in a while.
2: I know, man. It's how I wanted to ask how Yuba City was.
0: Yuba was insane, bro. This shit was crazy. It's always crazy, but this year was even more crazier. Was the weather good? Weather was amazing. No wind. It just gets cold, like early in the morning and late at night. Like this shit yeah. drops to like 30 degrees. Oh, but, okay. But during the day, it's like nice in the 70s and stuff, and sunny, clear. Um, Wicked. weather was good the crazy shit this year was that um you know we take a bunch of people with us like our friends and stuff that help us out at the stalls and uh this year you know every year we take a few girls with us too and mm-hmm. um, this year the stories of just people being creeps were endless like it was insane i like
2: creeps to you
0: no, to the girls. Like they were, they were telling us the stories. Like, this, one of our friends, she was walking <laughs> to the girl daughter. I kid you not. This is legit. This happened. Mm-hmm. She goes, this guy just got up really close to me and said to me in my ear, out kar dusty. and
2: I was like, what the, fuck? What the Wait, fuck? Is that creep, though? I mean, he's just shooting a shot very discreetly. I'm bro, not, I mean...
0: that's so creepy, bro. Uh, maybe you maybe, should have gotten
2: it. Yeah, maybe he shouldn't have got that close, but, like, you're also on yes. a gordura, you know what I mean? People people got to shoot their shot quietly. <laughs> <laughs> right? You can't be out here, like... Oh, hashtag ball is life. You know, you can't you be know. out here in the Jordan G- section and be like, nah, you want to try to hang out? <laughs> yo, you know? that dude
1: is definitely listening to this right now and be like, yo, fuck they said it was cool.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm... Hey, I'm not... St- I'm that not saying miss- he's cool. I'm not saying he's cute, cool. But I, I, like, so, Thunder made it seem like he was about to be some wild shit. And no,
0: but that's <laughs> creepy, dude. Like, you know, that's yeah. one. I would love for that to happen to me. Like, if a girl came up to me, it's like, hey, man, did you hang out? And I'd be like, yes, honey. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so down, but I feel like just it just feels unfortunate that it happens to girls. Um, yeah. This one dude, one of the girls that was working in our booth. He straight up just airdropped his phone number to her. <laughs> really? How did he do that? That's so freaking...
1: Yo, people getting creative with this stuff, man.
2: I know, bro. This shit is insane.
1: Did he at least attach, attach a picture? Like, how does she know whose number that is?
2: Nothing. Can you explain to us how he did it? You know what I mean? These things could come in use in real life. Situations. Yeah, bro. am starting start doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: You feel me? Oh man, this shit is too creepy Too, It's just ridiculous, man Yuba City, you know what I should do at Yuba City Next year is just set up a matrimonial stall And just be like Just have like notebooks Like catalogs of guys And girls just there and then you just come into The booth, you flip through the catalog, anyone You like, you know, it's like Dill Mill But live, Dill Mill should do that They should have live Dill Mill
1: at Dude, City. live Dill Mill would be the creepiest Thing ever, dude like swiping left and right in people's faces.
0: I feel yeah. like girls would just do the same shit they always do: is swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine getting swiped left on like in your face. That would be. That's what I'm saying, her.
1: bro. Like even swiping right because it's like, yo, you swipe right on her, but you swipe left on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but yeah, you know crazy, man. Um, happy to be back. Happy that it went well. Uh, it's over. I'm just happy. It's you ever over. been out
2: there? yeah i used to go every time um well when i lived in california we used to go every year since like i can remember there was oh, even shit. an nargueton in san francisco uh, they had one actually recently too but i remember i even have pictures of me like when i was like eight years old at that one and then yuba city nargueton was literally a yearly thing used to oh, go shit, every man. year yeah that's awesome I yeah. remember
0: I went like many, many, many years ago. We've been going for like thirteen years now, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember one year I went, uh, you know who had a you know who had a float? Um was Gunversing, the guy that sang Son of a Soldar with Tiger Style. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. He had a float to himself and he was just singing that song all the way to the whole Naggagita. That <laughs> no song way, was just on some- <laughs>
1: how many times I did know, he sing man. that <laughs> I,
0: I don't know must have set a world record for how many times one person is saying one song she was insane.
1: I don't know we've seen Pav do Naja a few hundred times so. yeah. <laughs>
2: yo you read my mind <laughs> oh my god you read my... and then I was like I stopped myself I was like come on man I can't publicly humiliate humiliate your friends can't do that and then said it alright yo Pav's woman said it on me
0: Pav's not listening it's
2: okay <laughs> yeah right <laughs> If he ever does, I don't think I have internet. I'm on it now. I'm on it now, so he might listen. You never know. Do they
0: got internet in Australia? I don't know. (laughs)
1: They must. (laughs) Yeah, they attach uh, antennas to kangaroos, bro. (laughs) But uh, Uh, the signals (laughs) signals
0: always (laughs) jumping.
1: Wi Fi lit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Speaking of Australia, I just talked to, um, you know, Elfresh, Father, you know him.
2: Yes, I've heard of him, yes. Elfresh yeah, the yeah. Lion.
0: Elfresh the Lion. I was just talking to him, and he, he just went on um, MTV Hustle in India. That shit was pretty crazy to see him perform there. Uh, Raja Kumari was there. Raftar was there. Um, that shit is crazy. There's now a rap contest in India on MTV in India. How insane wow. is
1: that shit? That's amazing, man. That's what do you mean, like a rap contest?
0: Like there's always been, you know, singing competitions in India. Yeah, like yeah. they have Indian Idol and Voice of India and all this shit, Voice of Punjab, like all this stuff. This one is specifically for rappers.
1: Interesting. What's it called? Yeah.
2: It's like is it like hustle and flow? Pretty much, for it's India? rhythm and flow. Rhythm and flow. Rhythm,
1: rhythm, rhythm
0: and, flow. and yes, it's exactly like rhythm and flow, mm. basically, but for India.
2: Your flow, nah, your flow is not that <laughs> appealing. <laughs> I, you know, I look at it and I'm like, wow, like you could be more like divine, but like. <laughs> You're not and you're <laughs> rapping very fast. I can't hear anything. Is that how, that was, <laughs> how they sound like?
1: Okay. Cool. Yo, can I, I as a judge I'm,
2: def- <laughs> I'm definitely not watching that.
0: <laughs> I, but I still like it's a pretty big uh, I feel like it's a, like thinking of just like hip hop in the desi community that's a big sort of achievement or like a big milestone I guess even because you know I mean you know this like coming from like you've been doing this what 15 years now how long mm-hmm. yeah I would say there, so. none of this shit existed 15 years ago you know this it's like a crazy no. thing to see
2: it, yeah you're absolutely right i think it's like uh 15 years i would even say 10 years ago or even eight years ago hip-hop was not prominent in india at all and it's become it's become very quickly actually uh Started to get prominent, especially in like Mumbai and Delhi, and like um yeah. outside of like kind of like the north, it's like really, really real. And another yeah. an in- interesting thing is I'm sure you guys remember like remember Mandeep Sethi being out there seven years ago or eight years oh, ago yeah. Yeah, trying yeah. to put like, the hip hop culture on, like pushing it, pushing it, and it was like so small that like, you can count it. It was like fifty people at right, max, right. and they're doing b boy and graffiti and hip hop and like freestyles and ciphers, and now it's like become almost an in- or it has become an industry, so yeah, 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 really
0: cool. I had yeah. respect respect him and Deep City for being like a pioneer in that space. Like yeah, I remember yeah. him going out there, uh, being a part of or starting Slum Gods uh, in India. That shit was crazy. And we used to see his videos and stuff when he would come back, and we'd be like, "Yo, what the hell? This is some next level shit." And yeah. now look at it now. Every every other fucking kid in India is rapping in Hindi or Punjabi or Gujarati, Marathi, whatever.
1: And they're really good. and And they're they're
0: good good. they're all
2: good
1: it's interesting that you brought up deep storytelling because i I, two things about that like since he's been out there or he went out there what eight seven eight years ago whatever it's been though we've probably seen the evolution of acceptance in general for music right like Mm -hmm. hip-hop was taboo in india like that concept was taboo for, for whatever reason right people weren't doing it they were doing it underground for a reason you know they weren't getting the exposure i don't think it was just necessarily like oh, people aren't really fans of hip-hop like that. I think it was just, you know, nobody was listening to it outwardly like that back then at least, right? And now we've seen that evolution and we're seeing it happen and take place right now, right? And the second point I was going to make was when he was out there, he shot a documentary. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. So I remember uh, Sun, Mr. and I, we drove up to Toronto just to be there for the weekend. There was another, like, conference happening or whatever. And we happened to be there for the... Uh, some film festival, I think it was the Punjabi Film Festival or something like that, and he was right, premiering yeah. that documentary at that film festival so we literally drove up the day it was premiering and we caught it Like we got there right in yeah. time, right when it started and Was that the
0: Cycliger one? Yes, that one Yeah, that was such a good documentary, I remember watching that Yeah, yeah I, I think I was there too, I, f- I feel like I was You were in Toronto at that time You moved to Toronto, what, 7- 07, 08?
2: Yeah, I, I wasn't. You're saying I wasn't there. I specifically no, I'm just... remember Deep Safety coming out here and doing
1: the. Uh, yeah, this was like 2011.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I was here. Yeah, yeah. Oh
1: shit. He was definitely there. Uh, I don't remember. I don't think we met up then though.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. I I remember we were doing like Suffer, which was that that women's conference, uh, and then there was Nui Blanche that same night, um, which is crazy. By the way, have you been yet? Have you checked that out yet? Me? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I used to go uh, before, but now every time it's, it happens, I'm not usually in the city. But yeah, I used right, to go right.
1: with, the, with the homies. That's cool, man. Thadmuth, we got to take you up for one of these years. Next year, we'll go. What? What is that? So, Nuit Blanche is kind of like, they turned downtown Toronto into an outdoor art exhibit.
0: Oh, like Art Basel kind of, yeah, yeah.
1: Sort of, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. And it's just wild, man. There's people all over the streets. It's like, it's so busy downtown, it's crazy. It's falling. Oh, down. that
0: was that trip. I remember you guys telling me about that trip. When you send Message, right, right, right. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: But anyways, easy, yeah, hip hop. Hip hop in India. You know, it's
0: real. <laughs> hip hop in India, hip hop in America, hip hop everywhere is like a it's like a global thing That Shit is crazy. I still remember. Uh when did you come down uh, to New Jersey? What year is that? 2012. 2012. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you got to stay in New Jersey for a while. There, got to hang out. Yep,
2: that was that was New York for me.
0: <laughs> now you come <laughs> to New York like all the time. I'm always there. Was that a big deal back then, 2012, to be called out to New York for like a for like an event or whatever?
2: You know, that's actually a very 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 good question. Um, and the reason why I say that is. Yeah, it was. It was. I think my first time ever being flown out for anything. Right. Um. So you know that was real. Um. And the reason why it was a big deal is because before that, everybody else from Tr- Brampton, specifically Brampton, Toronto, all the other artists, uh which we all know, used to get flown out for so many things. Or- like invited to different events and i remember they used to all go in herds um yeah. you know this is where everybody was like just still central like in in the yeah. in, in the community but then they were it was starting to bubble and i would yeah. be, i would be the only one who'd never get called out um and it, it made me feel obviously it made me feel some type of way so when that happened my first time going to new york being something from music it really like opened my mind um to what what all the possibilities and i think that's why like those type of events are important and these type of things are important because like yeah being young and then like that happening to you it might have not been like a crazy thing when you look at it back now it was like a 300 hour flight and i stayed yeah. uh, in somebody's house but like it yeah. really like <laughs> opened opened my mind to like okay well this can actually happen and we could do this stuff. So right. you know, yeah, man, it was, it was good. It was a good, you're example. welcome. <laughs> Yo, well, ten, years. Ten, what, 10 years later, eight years later. Yeah. <laughs> Th- thank you so much, Not Tanmit, because done. was not feeling me back then. Oh, really? <laughs> don't, don't, don't make me bring up the wet lines. Are we once. really <laughs>
0: starting that right now on the air? 10 fucking years later. We're starting that right now.
2: No, no, we're not. We're not. It's fine. Okay, We'll just keep it to uh, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> okay,
0: good. Speaking of which, you know who I saw you beside again?
2: Who'd you see? MCG Singh. <laughs> oh, shout out to him. I saw him when I went to Dallas. Yeah,
0: yeah I saw Chris He was did, there with his boys. Did you
2: did you make everybody stop walking and just shout them out like, "Alright, guys,
0: <laughs> listen, this guy right here, no, no, that's on the G Karjo. Marry don't mentally <laughs> yeah. I gave him his own float. Sang the same song the whole <laughs> way.
2: <the whole> <laughs> Swagger like sings or what? Swagger like was? sings the whole time. Oh man.
0: Oh, can we talk about Swagger like sings? <laughs> talk about it. Oh, that was great. Uh, that was me, you, uh, MCG Sing from Dallas. Shout out to him. No shout out, right. out to you. Um. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, let's talk about the fact. Let's go back to. I want to talk about going back to that Leher event because I think. I think it did what it was supposed to do, because a lot of people ask us, me, Sumit Sajid, Sunmit, uh, Ramneet, Namita, all these people, we were all part of the group that was organizing When Lions Roar. And, um, sorry, not When Lions Roar, led. and a lot of people ask us, like, sometimes they'll be like, yo, how come you don't do that program anymore? And I think Sumit and I had a conversation about this um, a while ago. We were like, you know what? I don't know if it would work still, or I don't know if it's needed still. Like it was a, it was a desperate need at the time because we had so many artists that we knew and we knew that something was bubbling. We knew that something was coming, like, Hey, artists are starting to form. There's all these people coming out of the woodworks, but they don't have a platform. And so we're like, let's give them the platform. Let's literally build them the stage and give them something to perform at. But now I just feel like there's a lot of stages and a lot of platforms. So I don't know if it would still work.
1: Um, but um, I mean, it could still work. I think it would need to scale up a little bit and become less of like a grassroots type of thing and more of a... Like a formal concert, like, you know, some of these other concerts that exist, right? Because I think, I don't know, I mean, Fante was an artist. He could uh, give kind of like the feedback in terms of like how we ran stuff and if, if everything went well when we ran stuff. But I felt like we were good at what we were doing, right? And, so like with that, and I now go to concerts and stuff and we are backstage and we're seeing how everything's operating. Like we're looking at all the logistics and behind the scenes stuff. And we're thinking, right. you know, you guys could be doing this so much better or you guys should be doing this differently or whatever. Right. Like we're critiquing mm-hmm. in our heads, um, you know, the things that could, could potentially help improve the experience for not just artists, but for the audience as well. So I don't know if if uh, you have any feedback, if you even remember. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I, of course I remember, man. Um, I like I think that I think that those events are needed. The reason being is like you have your events where um the other DC artists perform so like us, right? Pretty much like and yeah. you know we have those in New York all the time and we have that, but the beauty of open mics and um all these type of things is it lets amateur artists who are maybe hobbyists or whatever like really go out there and try their stuff and then get Hansla, and then meet other like-minded people like you know what i mean a, a, a big show that's happening in new york downtown with all these artists um aren't gonna put an amateur artist up there but right. like you know what i mean you have to you gotta like you gotta be up there and i think it, it's it's about building community as well right. um you know what i mean rather than a kid just sitting in his room like Think about, you know, he can meet another person, like-minded people, and then you make things happen. And also it's about building that confidence and getting feedback. Yeah. And, um, and then, like, in those type of situations, a crowd's not going to boo you. They're going to be respectful. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's 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 all of that. And I think those things are important. Um, and it's just it's nice to have it from in you, within your own community sometimes, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. I think specifically in six spaces, it's still needed because even though we have all these big concerts and events happening with, you know, uh, people that are doing it full time as as artists, there still isn't enough of it being enough of it happening in the sick community. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's a good idea. What you said about building community is so true, though. Um, mm-hmm. And we've talked about this summit, and I've talked about this on the podcast before when it comes to building brands building a community behind your brand is so important i think you've done that really well with your brand not not your merchandise i'm speaking about you personally if as the brand uh i see that happening a lot and i think it's a it's done really well can you speak about that a little bit more about how important it was for you to build a community behind your brand and how that happened did you did you think about it or did it just happen organically or what did it take to build a follower following base? That's like as strong as a community, you know? Um, could you clarify your question a little bit? Cause I feel like <laughs> <laughs> just like, I mean, like I see, I see when you post stuff, like there's always people tweeting at Fate being like, yo, his album's about to drop. I'm about to be ready at midnight. Yo, his merch's about to drop. I'm about to be, ready. yeah, no, his video's dropping. Like I'm about to get, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get the tissue box. I'm about to cry tonight. You know, like, I feel like you've done a really good job of building that community. Do you know how that happened at all? Like,
2: yeah, I do. Um, so, sorry, that's why I'm, I'm glad I asked you to clarify what I was what I was about to say was completely off. Um, <laughs> no, I, I do. I think that, that there's two ways that I made it happen, or that that kind of happened. So, one is my second album. Yeah, my concern, or like even both first, first and second. I think that being personable um and and sharing personal stories or you know vulnerability with an audience and people connecting to it really helped right oh, I, did yeah, yeah. A little, I did it a little bit with bring it home but i really saw it with the last album and yeah. that really helped and it's not like i was consciously thinking that yo i'm gonna make this so i can make an audience but i think that like you know, like it just it just it drew people in and then like, all right, cool, like we feel what you feel, or we're on the same boat as you, or we've been on the mm. same boat. And it just, you know, it just added that level of um pers- pers- personality, personability. I don't know, but you know what I mean? It, it, added, <laughs> it, added, it added that to that. So I think that's definitely one thing where I kind of created this like uh, you know, a small following that really, really supports. And then the I think the second thing is like I think being the way I look and kind of pioneering or breaking down the doors or breaking down the barriers of uh doing what i'm doing looking the way i look you know it, it i think it obviously it, it it attracts the other people that maybe look like me or or also yeah. or differ from the normal you know uh western western looks i don't know <laughs> i was gonna say western ideals of beauty or whatever it is yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's that and just being brown as as well. Like people like to champion their own. So just being right. brown and you know being North American and being, you know, like an English speaking person and bilingual at the same time. It's like I think yeah. when people connect to you in different ways, so whether it's visually or sonically or emotionally, yeah. like, I think it really creates that audience. That's so true, yeah. I was going to ask you something a lot about... of jobs there. Yeah,
0: there was a lot of gems there. That the one big thing was, that I that I took away from that is really that uh, being transparent and being like open and honest about who you are and and stuff really allows people to come join your community. Yeah, and that that goes for anybody that's building a brand or building a career out of music or being is an artist or whatever.
2: I think yeah, even even just even outside of music, like I look at clothing too, and sometimes like i'll buy clothes for what they stand for right like like i mean like maybe they're sourced uh locally or you know they're giving back to a community or you know their product or advertising stands for something that's motivating to me so like you know it's 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 definitely story i think story is is a is a a good is a good thing yeah (laughs) now that
0: you've brought it up can we talk about your fashion sense oh man okay sure
1: (laughs) Okay, are so, you about to sh- shoot shots here? <laughs>
0: no. So, so
2: what were you wearing?
1: Everybody <laughs> yeah. wants
0: to know when you're gonna start wearing more colors.
2: I am. Because <laughs> <laughs>
0: you just colors. put out a teaser for your new video, and lo and behold, what the fuck are you wearing? Black, 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 black.
2: Sorry, sorry. Okay, I, my my headphones came out. Wait, I put out a teaser and said what?
0: And all you were wearing was black again. So when are you going to stop wearing black and start wearing colors? Can we talk about that?
2: Um, I do wear colors, man. I I went fall shopping. I bought like, I'm a, am burnt orange, uh, sweater. Ooh, yeah, okay. there we go. Right okay. now I'm wearing army green pants, not camel. Army green, <laughs> <laughs>
1: not camo. Have Here you retired shirt. the camo pants?
2: I have retired them because I don't. Fit that. They don't fit me anymore. You know, squats, <laughs> squats be hitting heavy. Um. <laughs> What else? I bought a gray. Oh. I bought a gray turtleneck. There we go. Gray. Wow. A turtleneck. Holy shit. I want For sure. Gray. Uh, white. I have a white one. So, you know, I got a little, a little okay. spr- sprinkled, a little bit yeah. of colors there, bud. Oh, I got. Yeah. I don't know. That's it. <laughs> yeah, definitely need to see that
0: more. Definitely. I would love to see you in some more patterns other than camo and some more prints.
2: I haven't worn camo in a year. So.
0: Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the teaser, you got a you got a the video dropping for the song with the moonlight? Yes. That's dropping what? This uh Friday? This, f- Friday. this Friday. Friday,
2: yeah.
0: Oh shit. Okay. That's exciting. Is that a I midnight
2: release? Yeah, it'll probably be a midnight release. Fire, fire.
0: What was yeah. it like working with them? This is your first time working with them, right?
2: Yeah, it was my first time working with them. Um it was good, man. Like it was quick turnaround. We we knocked the song out pretty quick and then yeah. we also knocked the video up pretty quick and the video came out really well so i'm excited Who shot the video hector hector from la so we're in la uh oh, okay, nice. in, when i was in la in june um i decided to get that video shot Sick. they are based good. out there though right they are there in la and they're yeah. they're great guys they're super talented and it's i didn't know how yeah. much how much uh they love toronto and, like, me being from Toronto, it was, like, so interesting to, like, listen to them talk about all these artists that they know and, like, they they are, um, they look up to, right? So, it was cool. And then, on top of that, I find them very, very talented. And we, I was really happy with the way the record came out.
0: Yeah, dude, they're super talented. I remember uh, Sumit and I, Sumit, did you introduce me to their music? Or, or did I discover it and send it to you and you were like, yeah, I already know about them? I forget. This is, like.
2: That's such a Sumit line. Yeah, bro, I already know about them.
1: Okay, yeah. so <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is exactly how that happened, right? So I first <laughs> came across them like years ago when they were known as Love kush
2: Yeah, four
0: and, years ago yeah. now, five years ago, I forget. I don't remember four. how many
1: years it's been right. now. But uh, their first record that I came across was called Cindy Rugs.
0: Cindy Rugs, yes, that's me, still a that's still
1: One of the best records I've heard from them. And not to say yes. that's like you know their best record in general. I just feel like because that was the associate association that I had to them, the introduction that I had to them. so that record itself stands out right but i've known them for a long time and then you came across them randomly somehow and i remember they hit
0: me up they hit me up they were like hey hey but yeah we just love your brand and we'd love to rock it would you want to send us some and i was like who the fuck is love kush and then i go to their soundcloud and i was like holy shit this is golden music and back then like not a lot of people had heard of them so when i sent sent the link to you you're like oh yeah i already know about them i was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i was like how
1: <laughs> i mean i'm a i'm a soundcloud scavenger yeah you are so if it's on soundcloud i will find it somehow some way at some point <laughs> yeah um mm-hmm. uh, but no i mean i i really like what they what they do and I'm, you know i'm happy that they're getting more recognition and you know they were on whiskey Fuzz last two albums on like what five records between the yeah, two, s- two albums like that
0: crazy yeah which is yeah. crazy,
1: but uh, I think that's huge. I think that's great. And I'm so happy that you were able to work with them as well, Fuddy, because I feel like even though they're also Indian or Dissie, they don't really cover the Dissie hip-hop scene or Dissie genre as well. So it's kind of like you know, a collaboration across culture almost, right, in that sense, because they yeah, were representing different- more mainstream sound. and Yeah. yeah.
2: Two different worlds like, kind of working. Like, It's so interesting because it's two different worlds, but yet yeah, we're from the same world background like you know i mean we understand the same thing they're also from the bay but yeah, yeah. like they're definitely more western and then i'm definitely more in you know we'll canada america with the the south asian community so um yeah it was really good i'm I'm really happy that we got to work and did the same thing they hit me up um and they're like yo you know we want to work and i thought that was really nice of them and then we met in la one night um uh, mm. while in L- some uh, literally a la party like a Beverly Hills, LA party. It was pretty funny. Um, oh, that's like, what
0: you're doing now. Okay. Oh, I'm
2: I'm I'm, I'm totally not doing that. Actually, <laughs> they told, they told me could, to come through. Uh, I can just imagine you being hella uncomfortable at
0: this Beverly Hills, LA party.
2: Nah, it was just like I mean I don't go to clubs anyway, so it was a club. But yeah. you know, I went. We I went to go see them and uh, link up with them. I was in the area. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we met, and then like the next day, they just were like, "Yo, we got this this record and." You know, jump on it, and then I oh, finished shit. it okay. Thursday too. So it's like, oh, that's it was sick. yeah, because I guess like you know, it was the meeting was organic, yeah, and um, we had a good time. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I different. met
1: them. Uh, I met them at sessions. Actually, they're really nice people, man. Like, yeah, only got it, to talk to them for like a few minutes, but like they stopped to actually talk and have a conversation. This is like right when they got off stage and stuff. Right, they had just performed. So right. they're really nice dudes. Really kind. Um, I, you know, I'm. Do you think that you guys will collaborate in the future? Of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. Speaking of videos, uh, I met, uh, what's his name? Achint Sidhu at uh, at Yuba as well. Supreme Sidhu. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Good seeing him. He said he's working on some more projects with Raginder and yourself too. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I yeah, told huh? him I told him I might have a record with Raginder soon too. And I'm going to shoot the video with him. <laughs> that's funny. That's dope.
1: Yeah, for you guys heard right it here first. He's a Tadman, th- aka W is relaunching his music career.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I, I wanna be
1: Release date T B D.
0: You know what I really wanna be? I wanna be a Sukhir. Like, <laughs> like one I, wanna, hit I wanna have one hit and be just be going around the world getting paid to sing the one song like four times in the same night. Like that's what I want to
2: <laughs> You would say make that, that
0: ha- make that happen for me. <laughs>
2: You gotta make it happen for yourself.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: Um. Anyway, we
0: were thinking about questions and shit to ask you. Um, yeah. And one of the questions that Sumit came up with was, um, Sumit, why don't you ask it? <laughs> yeah, I, was like, uh, I don't I, was like, how like, how I would ask, ask question question. That I came up with Oh man! It why don't weird. you ask the question?
1: So I think, you know, for the most part, everybody knows who Fante is, what you do, Uh, you know, singer, songwriter, musician. Um, You know, I'm sure you have a breadth of many other talents as well. But if you weren't in music and you weren't an artist, what would you want to be doing?
2: Hmm. What would I want to be doing?
0: Have you come across any careers that you think you're like, yo, that's dope. I could do that.
1: Um... Or it's not even whether you could do it, right? Because that means you have to have been trained for such a thing. But something that you that interests you, that you think that you would want to do, or like try to explore a little bit more of.
2: I think like I've always had like some kind of fantasy of working in a corporate world, but not really? like a, not like a cubicle corporate world, but like something like that as far as business goes, and not in not like finance or anything like that, maybe something creative, like maybe marketing, uh, not maybe for sure marketing or advertising, yeah. but I've heard it's a really like really effed up uh, business and it's like really crazy. Um, yeah. So like something like that. Another thing. I don't do know. You, that's do like You that's... work
0: on like your own marketing and stuff right now, like for launch stuff. Yeah. I'm, it's pretty much me. Yeah. You don't have anybody like um, that does all that stuff for you.
2: No, 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 like the marketing stuff that like even the campaigns and stuff that I do like for the albums and all that, they they kind of, they kind of find me when, when I'm like in the mode and I think of doing things like that one thing where I was like, Hey, like let me know, like who do you think is going to be on my album? And then like, like 1500 people are like, you know, messaging and commenting and stuff like that. So just different things. Like I just try, um, you know, I thought the power's in your hand now. So that's pretty cool. I don't know, but that's a good question. I, I think that so that would be it, or I don't know, man. I actually know. Maybe you know what? I don't know. If I if I knew, I'd probably be doing it. So I don't know. <laughs> you think so? You don't
1: think you'd be a musician if you if you were doing those things?
2: No. If I if I was like if I had a full time career, probably not.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've always wanted to be on TV like
0: an actor or a comedian or something. I'm like dying to do that shit. I really want to do that. Do it. I know, right? (laughs) All I have to do is work a job, run a business, run a very successful podcast, (laughs) and um, go auditioning to try and be an actor. No big deal. I like
1: how of all the things that you just mentioned, you mentioned the podcast is the most successful. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: this is my most successful venture
1: <laughs> <laughs> not sure what hey, you're using to track that but sure <laughs> um okay so that's cool so i think for me personally now if if i had the choice and if i had the money honestly my dream would be to own a sports team Ooh, Um interesting i don't know why that's just like something i've always wanted to do for some reason um and like you know, be the first Sardar that owns a sports team. I think that would be really right. cool. That's really, what I would be aim, aim super high, you know. <laughs> is that a job? I, I, I didn't know that was a job. I thought that's just like you, was mean, like
2: mad rich. And you're like, Yeah, bro, I own the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have them run run around a couple more times tonight for breakfast.
1: wasn't by the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> that's
0: how that's how Canadian foot is now. Yeah. that they- Only fucking team we can think of is the closest one to Toronto.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I could have said Raptors.
1: That's true. could have said anything. I mean, it's not necessarily like a job, but it's like one of those things where obviously you've reached a certain level of success and uh, been able to attain a certain amount of capital where you can actually buy a team. That in itself is like a great thing. But I think, you know, when you own a team, you get to have an opinion and and input on day-to-day things, on team operations, things like that, right? So, like, from a, I'm a sports enthusiast as along with a music enthusiast, but I would feel like that would be something I could really hone in on and say, yes, this is something I really want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Naturally, that's a very high aim, and you know, sometimes you got to aim high to get there, get to places. But you know, that's just one thing that I had thought of. I would be in technology. Yeah,
2: I
0: could see you at a startup. I could see you at a startup, like a
2: you know tech startup. Tech or actually I would be in something of behavioral psychology or, and, or sociology. Interesting.
0: Wait, is that what you studied in college?
2: Yeah, I did uh, I did I did but I didn't like major in psychology, but I took a lot of psychology courses. Okay, and nice. uh, the older I get, I'm still very, very interested in psychology and the way the human mind works and why we do certain things, and I'm constantly learning about that stuff.
0: Interesting.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, even now, like, because it's just, like, it's just, I just have a lot of questions, and, um, you know, I go look for those answers, and uh that's definitely something I like. I did do, like, I remember I was in high school. I did two years of, like, a technology-type course where we, like, built computers and learned how to software develop and stuff. Right. I don't remember any of it, so don't ask me, but <laughs> I did that. Uh, I do, like, n- I have a natural... Taking for technology, so it would be one of those two things. It would be like psychology, sociology, or like technology. That's crazy. I
0: still remember, young Fute. uh I still remember the iconic picture that you had standing in front of your friend's car with like a really tall white tee, super baggy jeans. I think you were were you holding a slurpee or some shit in your hand, or I mean, I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> I still remember that. I think uh, I think like somebody introduced us, and then we started talking on AIM. And I was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And you were like, oh, "My name's Young Fate and I make music." And um, I was like, "Yo, I do the same." And then it, back then, what was it was like? What six of us, ten of us, maybe maximum? Shit was crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: What was that? I- do you remember anything from like back then? What what it was like?
2: Um, I yeah, I remember. I remember being like super young in high school. I remember you guys, you and uh, your brother. I remember listening to you guys on like MySpace and stuff. Uh, yeah. I remember listening to finding out about Mandeep city as well because he had just moved to New York and I was still in high school. So I found right. out about him and I remember um, some other people. So yeah, like it was, it was, yeah, like you said, it was like four or five of us, but. I don't know. It was just like us, like being hobbyists, or like at least to me, I just seemed like it, we were just being hobbyists. And I don't think really? any of us. That I was
0: because I always saw it as. I, I always thought that you were the only one that saw it as a real thing. Like out of everyone, yeah. like yeah like i I was like yo this guy like he knows exactly what he wants he wants to be a mainstream artist and for us it was like i I kind of knew going in like i had a very niche audience and i was like this is kind of like the extent of where things are gonna go i think um but your sound even back then you know you were you were making mainstream music even back then
2: no yeah i think i guess maybe we're talking about two different timelines i'm talking about like when when we first like when i first started when i was like 14 15 right uh but yeah yeah, like later on definitely like when when i came to canada and stuff like that i had that mentality of like yeah like i want to do mainstream stuff i don't want to do um a specific like i don't want to be boxed into like just a specific type of like music or whatever and i definitely my goal was to once I started taking it a little bit more seriously, my goal was to do Punjabi music and rap on Punjabi songs, and I right, right. and I did the hell out of that for like two years, right? <laughs> like I freaking jumped on every song he yeah. threw at me, so yeah. you know I did that as well. So, um, <coughs> yeah, so yeah, I guess at that time it was it was definitely that.
0: Do Punjabi artists like
2: still show you love? Yeah, yeah,
0: of course. Are they still like yo fate bai, yo please track the rap carla? Like you still get like that in or no
2: no i do i do oh
0: you do i do, hey, what, I do. just turning them down now because you're working on your own sound and stuff or what
2: yeah up to this last album i was turning a lot of it down yeah um trying
0: to, trying to get back on that brian to get back into, there were certain
2: the ones day? like i didn't turn down like i remember i met uh what's his wow i can't believe i forgot his name he's from brampton
1: brampton
2: that's aldo gita, gita, gita call oh. me <laughs> He okay. does call me. He came to my house and he was like super nice, and I just liked him. And I'm like, yeah. him, and him him being from Brampton and me being from Brampton, he's like by <laughs> and like we did that last year. Um, I did that song with him. Um, okay, gotcha. You know, like that. Like, there's like one off that I'll do, but for the most yeah. part, I don't really care to do it because I'm just like I want to focus on like my music and I also just want to build my brand. I still remember the
0: mixtape you put out. What was it called? Was it called California State of Mind? Or, yeah, I had
2: California State in mind. One verse, curse, and Mr. Wall Street. Oh yeah, Mr. yeah, Mr. Yeah. Wall Street. I remember that one.
0: California
2: State. Zoo Baby
0: album. That Zoo Baby album, right? Which one was the one that you had like a whole bunch of Drake covers, like um,
2: Light Up and um, Light Up was on Mr. Wall Street. That was Mr. Wall Street. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the other ones, uh, yeah, probably, probably Mr. Wall Street. That's when Drake was, like, really, really big, 2010-11. It was crazy. I remember
0: uh, way, way back in the day, Summit had gone to California uh, for, like, a regular visit just to hang out or whatever. And this one year, this is, like, probably 10, 12 years ago now, he came back with the CD of uh, Houdini's album. Mm-hmm. And I popped that shit in and I was like, yo, what the fuck? And he was like, yo, this is some 15-year-old kid and he's rapping to this shit. And I was like, I was so mind-blown out that there was another Saladar kid on the West Coast making rap music. The shit was crazy to me. And now there's yeah. like so many Saladar kids that are making music. Yeah. Yeah. Shit is crazy to think about how far all of it has come.
2: Yeah. It's been so- amazing.
1: I'm sure there's, you know, when you were going by Young Foot there, you were, like, you know, making the decision to actually pursue, pursue music as a full-time thing. Who are some of the people that you look up to at that time? And then, well, I'll let you answer that, answer that first, and I'll get to my second part. At what time? So, like, when you were transitioning from, like, trying to figure out whether music was, was going to be a full-time thing, like, who were you looking up to at that point that helped make you, like, who helped you make that decision? I guess, like, um, well, there's two people that helped me make
2: that decision. It was Dr. Zeus because he was the closest thing I've ever seen to a full-time musician who's been doing it forever. Um, And I saw that, like, it's possible, right? So It's like, I don't know, I'm a visual learner, so I think, like, for me, I have to see it, and then I'm like, okay, I can believe it, right? Until then, it's like, if there's no, like, concrete of how, or if this is even possible, like it's hard for me to understand that. So when I was with him going on tour, I was still I, I was telling Pav actually the other the other day. Um I was still at like the electronics store when uh lovely came out. Or when oh, ben, when Bendu yeah, was right. out and like when Inch was coming out and all these like big records that were coming out uh with right, Allah right. I still worked there. And uh, people would come up to the, come to my store and i would be in the cell phone section and be like, "Buddy, you don't have get <laughs> And then my manager, and I'll take pictures with them. <laughs> and it was like, it happened like quite frequently too. It wasn't like once or twice. It was like, it started happening a lot frequently. And my manager yeah. would be like, yo, make sure you sell them a phone. I'm like, <laughs> like, is this really happening? And <laughs> hey, yo, make, make sure they buy something, okay? Like,
0: Yeah, yo. that would be a hilarious
2: scenario. where with want to to the,
0: end. he's like, but check out this phone. This one has a better <laughs> camera.
2: Let me imagine that. <laughs> oh, that's
1: a smart manager. You try to, yeah. to leverage your celebrity. That's good. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that shit is funny though, because I still remember uh, one of the times that we came up to Toronto, we went to go pick up pizza and we're picking up pizza. And the guy's like, Paji, <laughs> i Porto <was> kitchen. like, <laughs> I was like, this is so weird. But he didn't give us a free pizza, though, so.
2: Not at all. So, that yeah, sucks. I mean, <laughs> so Zeus is one. And, you know, because that him, seeing him do that. And another person that was, like, really big that was doing Punjabi rap was Honey Singh. And, oh, like, shit. yeah, and, like, it's it was... Re- I, you know, he was huge at that time when I can remember, right? Like I remember being, working at, at work and I was hearing like um, Brown Rung or all these other songs. And he definitely took Punjabi rap to a mainstream mainstream audience yeah. in, in India. And yeah, he started rapping in Hindi or whatever it was, but still like it was Aparam Banda from Punjab rapping in Punjabi, rapping keyword and then right. making it in Bollywood. So like those two things um, in conjunction really were like okay this is possible and then on, t- i think always in punjabi music ever since like the era that i always listened to whether it was uk punjabi music or like punjabi music coming out of anywhere else they always had rappers on their songs yeah. we just never understood what they were saying right
0: right right, right. i still remember like whenever uk Punjabi songs came out there would always be some sort of rapper on there but we never understood what they were saying <laughs> Yeah. yeah and know, I lyrics yeah, to Kangana, so I still don't know what the guy's rapping about,
2: yeah, so it was so I like I always had that goal in my mind I knew that there was I knew that that space was there for me to be there so you know just those three things and like having those two people to look up to and um try to make that a reality
1: got it got it so I don't know how long, how much you keep in touch or uh, are plugged into kind of like the up and coming artists within the scene now do you do you pay attention to the scene and who do you think is like the next transition to become like something big in the more kind of mainstream market?
2: Um, who do I keep in touch? Sorry, say that again. Like who, who, who am I listening to?
1: Yeah. Like who do you think is going to be next to like make it within this industry? Like who's going to follow in your footsteps, so to speak.
2: Um, oh, in my footsteps, um,
1: you know, follow a similar path or you know make the, make a similar transition into a mainstream or towards a full-time musician, you know what I
2: mean? Towards full-time musician. Um I really believe in um I really believe in Slim Swagger.
1: Okay. Out of Sacramento. I really, yeah.
2: I believe in deep dollars. Um I believe in I'm trying to think of who else. That I can I think that I can really do it right um I also believe in um Gilda General from Sacramento as well, okay right? um he's a great guy, and uh-huh. I think he has like so much talent and he can definitely do some crazy stuff. Uh, I would yeah, I would say those Ezu is definitely on already on record. you know what I mean, like pre- pretty much like the the people are on my album if you listen to it right, right. a lot of those artists are not like full-time musicians yet. um but I believe in all of them, right? There's another kid that I've been working with. His name is Hush. Uh, He's from Markham. Um, Simmer, you know what I mean? She's a full-time musician now, and I definitely see her making big, big strides, and I want her to be very, very successful and huge. Um, And I think she has a possibility to do it. I mean, or has all the talent and all the resources to do it. So, yeah. Simmer,
0: Simmer, by the way, is so, so talented. I remember... when you first played uh, "Don't Feel Right for Us," and I don't think it had her on there back then, did it? Uh, it did. Oh, it did. But yeah. it was a different version you played for me. And but you had also played me versions that you had with other singers that had that you had tried on that same track.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, holy shit! When the actual version came out, that shit
2: was like that track just hits so hard, so well. yeah. I was listening to her last night, actually. I haven't heard it in a while, so
1: her voice just does that, man. It's like, like it, it—you feel it in your soul when she what she sings. You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, yeah she's I mean,
0: she's got a great voice, man. It's super but, talented.
1: To go back to what you were mentioning earlier, so I, I you recently came out with the, in that interview with uh, Kultarai with Frequency guys, right? Um, and one of the questions that they were that you were asked was, you know, who put you on, and wh- how do you perceive that? And you you said something about how. You know, if I don't put people on, who's going to put me on? Type it's something like that, right? And I, I that really resonated with me because I thought that was a really, really like genuine response that you gave. And so these artists that you mentioned that are on your album, these are all new artists or relatively new artists that I guess have not grown to that level of uh, like popular recognition or. You know, are that extremely well known amongst the industry or amongst uh, the fans in general, right? And I, I just wanted to say I appreciated that response from you because I think it was such a genuine and honest response. Um, yeah. But it also goes I, to show that you're like a, you're still a very humble person. Like you're not, you know, you, you're not your ego isn't inflated yet. You know what I mean? Yet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm just saying, <laughs> no,
2: I mean, it needs to happen. Sometimes it needs to happen. You know what I mean? But um, yo, that's
0: so true, though. Do, do, would you agree or disagree? Sometimes you have to be somewhat cocky.
2: Sometimes I, I think so. I think so. Like um, you do because people will take you for a ride, and when I meet people, I don't mean. And I, people get like offended, but I, I don't mean like normal audience that listens to you and loves you. I'm talking about people you're doing business with. I'm talking about right. people who might not be fans of you, but, like, you know, run into you and stuff like that. Like, it's it's there's a difference between confident and, like, just being plain out cocky. But, like, I don't know. I don't know if I can be ever cocky. I just don't like that type of, like, energy. But right. there's people in our industry that are freaking super cocky. People Everybody you ask, oh that guy's so whack. Like you know, all the promoters, that guy's so whack. I hate dealing with him. He's a he's a dick. He's a cocky. Blah blah. But yet he's getting booked at every show. So it's like, okay, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So th- there's a level of like, okay, but there's still some you know regard or respect. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, my behavioral cycle, no, psych- not- <laughs> my behavioral <laughs> cycle kick in and then I'll will digest it. What, <laughs> you gonna say?
0: what you said is hundred percent true. Like if if you're not a certain level of cocky. Or a certain level of selfish uh people will take advantage of you no matter what business you're in i mean yeah Yeah. i think that just comes with our territory being being in business like people take advantage of you i have so many people that will be like yo bro i love your brand blah 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 can i pick your brain i'll be like yeah sure because i'm a nice guy and then they'll pick my brain for like two hours and then they'll go on and do something and i'll be like oh, that's interesting. Uh, you kind of just stole my idea <laughs> that I shouldn't have probably given to you, but yeah. whatever. So yeah, I've definitely been burned a couple of times like that too. Um, and I think you have to just be careful in this business, in any business really. Like, you just have to be a certain level of selfish. Otherwise yeah. people take advantage of you. It's exactly. funny because like
1: a lot of my friends that have met you, right? You, like you were talking for my birthday, you met a lot of my friends and stuff every single one of them was like, yo, he's so nice, he's so humble. And I think, like, they expected you to be different, right? Because I feel like most artists, they tend to, like, they don't play the middle ground between, like, being too accessible and too distant. You know what I mean? Like, you do that well. You know when it's time to be distant. You know when it's time to be accessible, right? And I I just feel like most artists in general, they just, or at least the artists that I know personally, uh, not all of them are able to balance that so well. Yeah, I I have to say... Sorry, go ahead. No, go go ahead.
0: ahead. I was going to say, that that's one thing that I learned from you. Uh, I remember being in Toronto a while back, many years ago, and there was like some artist had a concert there. And I was like, yo, I'm about to go to that. Like, do you want to come? And this is years ago. And you were like, nah, man, he didn't invite me, so I'm not going to go. I'm not just going to show up. Because you were like yo I have a reputation to protect you I mean like you can't just be like oh I'm gonna buy a ticket and show up to this guy's show like you know like everyone else kind of and that's something that I've kind of learned from you is you have to have a certain level of belief in yourself as an artist or belief in yourself as a public figure to be like you know what like I have to treat myself with a little bit more integrity or a little bit more special pride. treatment or with pride or whatever yeah yeah yeah. so that that's always resonated with me
2: yeah um i don't remember that specific situation but it, it sounds it, it, the way you put it kind of sounds like i was being cocky but i think a good example of that is like um pepsi's not gonna show up to a coke's event right, right, so, right, right. You know I, mean? I think that's that's i think that's the best way to put it and uh, right. i'll just leave it at that
0: Unless Pepsi uh, is like, yo, uh, yeah, like you, yeah, like yo, I'm, I'm doing a concert here, or a show or, here, you should come out,
2: come through. Yeah, like yeah, we're doing a charity concert or something, or like you know yeah, whatever. Yeah. Then there's yeah. a there's a there's a mutual understanding, right? So, right. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, if if I'm Coke, I'm showing up. You
0: know I mean? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> yeah. of Coke, did did you have a did you have a collab with Doritos like a couple years ago?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a I did an advertising campaign.
0: How the fuck did that happen? Can we talk they, about
2: that? Yeah, uh, it's there's just great invention called the email so the, <laughs> their pr team emailed me and then uh we made it happen
0: that's it they were just like there's this artist in toronto i have yeah. yeah
2: i have no idea but i think so, i have something more even more interesting um there's a documentary here here first on just another yet another podcast so i have a documentary oh, coming out uh it's with the a, com- a place okay there's an award show that happens in canada every year it's called the junos i think they're almost touching their fiftieth year um okay drake's hosted it i believe once uh i know like weekends been attending and lissa cara and i think Nav performed last
1: year so it's like this is like, oh, this is like the grammys of canada
2: yeah the grammys of canada very very small um but it's it's still like you know held to a high regard um they reached out to me via email <laughs> <laughs> and oh, shit. uh via email I, yeah, yeah i so gotta get one of those things <laughs> yeah you should definitely check that out i need to invest in one of these things <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they it hit me up uh, via email and uh they ended up doing a four four day document like we shot a four day documentary um, oh, and hopefully um, it'll release next month yeah is it your life specifically or a project specifically or like what is it about uh it's specifically about like so what they wanted to tell and um for them it was look at this brown artist that's in our in our backyard like because they're all you know go there from mm-hmm. Toronto. And like in our backyard, and we don't like we as in the general Canadian population don't know about him. But this is what he's doing. This was his upbringing uh, from California to like Brampton. This is his music and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, damn. yeah. How long is it going to be? I think it's like 15 minutes, maybe a little oh, bit sure. longer. Yeah.
0: Dude, that's fucking sick. I'm like, the only already...
2: South Asian artist they, they're covering. You heard
0: it here first, boys and girls of yet another podcast. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs>
1: exclusive. Yeah, we bringing you exclusive though.
0: Exclusive. Fateh's <laughs> got a documentary coming out. Do you know when? Do you know when it's going to come out?
2: Um, We're already in November, so I don't know. So probably next month or maybe end of this month. I'm not sure okay stay cool. tuned stay tuned here. <laughs> yeah and is it gonna be on like do you know if it's gonna be on like youtube
0: and stuff i'm sure it's
2: gonna... uh yeah it's gonna be on their their youtube channel and then like whatever they want to the publications
0: sweet i noticed yeah. one thing like all your stuff comes out on your own channel right like you don't you don't distribute out to other big channels like t-series and white hill and all
2: these guys um yeah no i've done it once uh gang gang was on jamify's channel but overall, um, like even like on my interviews and stuff, I'm trying to keep on my channel. Um, the right. reason being is like control the narrative, control the brand, right? It's like, it's like you know, putting it on somebody else's channel, which I, I'm not saying I'm totally against. Like I have just, I don't know, I just rather control the narrative and have it all at one hub, right? Do you yeah. still get offers from them?
0: They'd be like, hey, uh, give you money uh, to put your video on our channel, or.
2: I just think that what I'm doing right now is not really what they are looking for, and which gotcha. I'm completely fine with.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
2: When they come That's to cool. you, they they they'll, they'll come to you, and I'm, right. it's not like I need them to come to me because we're doing. You did
0: fine. Uh, you did do something with Savin
2: too, right? Ar- yeah, How's yeah. It,
0: right. The, yeah, I them?
2: did. Ra- Razi with them. Yeah.
0: How was it working with them?
2: It was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, you know, they got they helped with the billboard campaign, and it was interesting working with a machine like that, and like you know, a lot of meetings. Figuring yeah. out every little detail and like sometimes it's 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 a it's it's a learning experience to know, know that you know like how yeah. how you actually how teams are built and or sorry um how these products are built and released.
0: Right, right. It's probably can we, can a lot different. We talk about different. for a second, by the way. Yeah, go ahead.
1: The billboards, like that reaction that you had the first time you saw them at, at uh, Dundas Square. Yeah. Talk about that,
2: man. Like. I had actually been telling them for a while. Like, yeah, like I really want that. I mean, I, I would love that. Right. It would be so cool. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we don't know. And you know, it can, it can happen. I probably not. We'll do India for sure. So I said, yeah. And then we were shooting the one, you know, like a breakdown of the song or something in Rexdale. And then they're like, yo, we want to get some B-roll footage of you in Toronto. I was so confused. It's like, why do you guys want B-roll footage of me in Toronto? Like, I'm not even like, I don't live in Toronto. Right. Like, it's weird, but um, we we went up there and then they're like just shooting, shooting, and I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, yo, look up and I look up, and I saw it and I freaked out because I was just like, wow, <laughs> this is crazy. And it was up there for like weeks, and so many people kept sending me pictures of it. Wow, um, it was dope, man. It was like it was surreal because like I remember shooting some of my first like little YouTube videos there in that yeah. exact same place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so to be coming from that to being on a billboard it was it was really cool man and you took your parents to go see it too right uh no i didn't take them they went on their own Oh, they did oh, okay, okay. Little, <laughs> um but they did go
0: that's hilarious that's such a i feel like my mom would do something like that dude she just she just went without
2: <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> they went with their friends yeah
0: that's your your parents have a great social life by the way uh because as many times as I've met them you've told me this like they have like their own poetry groups and stuff that they go to like they have wow. a pretty wild not wild but like pretty <laughs> active social life it's pretty awesome
1: bro they're low-key more popular than they is <laughs> yeah they are they definitely
2: are within That's their
1: circle yeah I, I go to Fante's house and we're mostly just like chilling around like Brampton or go to Squarewood or some shit <laughs> his parents are always out <laughs> <laughs>
2: They are, man. They're yeah. living that life. That good life. Oh, That's crazy. Yeah. The no, bill- I mean, there were billboards in India, too, right? Yeah, the Delhi.
1: That's sick, man. Oh, so sorry. sick. Hello? Uh,
0: yeah, sorry. I think <laughs> I lost you guys for a second. Am I back?
1: Yeah, you're you back. Are. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, man. But, you know, that had to have been like some like next level experience for your parents too. Cause I remember like when you first posted that video of you seeing that billboard for the first time down there or in downtown, like I shed a tear, right? Like it was a thug tear, but it was a tear. Yeah. You know I, mean? <laughs> I was
0: emotional too. Yeah. Really? I like, yeah I man, know, hell really? Yeah. I posted a whole Insta story about how. Emotional. Cause like we know you and like, you know, we know you personally and we know this shit ain't come overnight. You know what I mean? Like this shit no, ain't, yeah. this sh- we know all the, I personally know how how much hate you took in the early days too, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. some YouTubers and stuff, and and what that was like, and um, like it's just it it was emotional to, to have having known somebody for that long to see them reach such a milestone. Uh, it, yeah, man, it, we were really proud. I'm really proud.
1: Still no, like, bro. I, I re- yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Going? Uh, I was just no. gonna say that uh, I remember that uh, that year when you the first year you came to LAD that same Hurricane Sandy year after LAD we were sitting at the diner and I don't know if you remember this bit but I remember uh, Fate opens his Instagram and that was his first time hitting the one thousand follower mark. Oh, no shit. way! I don't remember. Yeah, no, I, I remember, I remember, that, remember right? this. I remember this because you you like jumped up and down. And you're like, oh my god, I just hit a thousand, and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> Well,
0: Instagram was so new back then. Two thousand twelve, Instagram was must have been like two years old or a year old or something.
1: Yeah, and we're talking about well, like seven, yeah, seven years ago, right? Yeah, up until like last week was exactly seven years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you up to now? Like some insane number, bro. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's crazy, man. It's sometimes like you forget about those small, small things that like you know meant so much to you. Yeah, It's crazy. Yeah.
1: So that's what i mean like you know like for me like to to shed a tear after seeing the billboard thing like that was as big to me because i like because we've known you for so long we've seen the hustle we've seen the grind you know we've seen the struggles we've seen everything right and so like a win for you kind of felt like a win for us and i think that's what it that's how it hit us i feel like yeah um so yeah i mean keep doing your thing man we want to continue seeing you grow and uh I, i think the next question i have for you is what is one item on your bucket list as an artist that you wish to accomplish. There's a bunch of art, a bu- bunch of things on my bucket, what's, what's bucket number list. number one on that list?
2: But before you go in, I just say, I want to say thank you guys for being, you know, supportive. And like, that was super sweet because the thing is a lot of people that are my fans now are only my fans from like last three, four years. People have not, and if, you know, for better or worse, it doesn't matter, but a lot of people have not, don't know the backstory and you two do. Like you guys have literally been here since, day one right yeah. um yeah. so it, it means you know it means a lot that you guys are you guys saw that and then like it made you guys feel some way because it's like you guys are invested in my um i guess success or judai as as much as i am really and you know it's good it's uh, it's not even my win it's our win because you guys have been there from the jump
1: uh, that's why that's why it yeah. comes back to this idea of community that I thought about mentioned earlier on right yeah it's exactly that but uh yeah, so this bucket list thing. What's the, what's the one thing you want to accomplish, absolutely want to accomplish in your in your lifetime?
2: Man, there's a bunch. I don't know what the top thing is. All I right. guess like the, the most... You can name a few. Okay, I can name a few. So uh, a couple of things I want to accomplish in my lifetime. I want to have five hit records, okay? Like <laughs> big records. I want five Najas okay <laughs> i'm not I'm being completely serious. I want five Najas not just Najas that want like a hundred million views. It's not about the views. I don't even look no. at the views. It's not about the views. It's like
0: something like it's a household name, like everybody knows the,
2: the, the impact of the record it's like right, it's, right. it's it's like you know we'll we'll listen to Naja yeah. five years from now. we'll remember we heard that song and you know all that kind of stuff, and you remember the lyrics. so <laughs> you know, or like a, a Naja or like whatever like I just want yeah. five big records. that's one thing right. Okay. Another thing is um, I want to tour the world, as in, like, it, like you know, I have a world tour. So I want to do a states tour where it's full out, like, you know, hitting maybe 20, 30 cities, um, yeah. you know, 10 cities in Canada, do 10 in Europe, you know, five, five, six in India. Like, I want to go back to Malaysia, shout out to Summit, right? So I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to do that. We've talked about that on the podcast for <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so yeah, yeah, that's another thing That's second thing Another thing is I want to work with American artists that I really like um, okay, That good. I really like to listen to and stuff And work with them And maybe the fourth thing is I want to build a name Or an audience Outside of the South Asian community Not saying the South Asian community is wrong But I want to really tap into the North American Hip-hop, right. R&B, whatever it is market
1: So like more mainstream For sure, 100%
0: do you feel that crossover coming soon?
2: I not with me, I have to find myself. So I want to yeah. say yes, I do feel I feel it. I, I obviously I want to feel it, but yeah. to be realistic, like it's gonna take a little bit of work. But yeah. the beauty of it is like I look at the navs of the world, I look at the moonlights of the world, I look at uh Anik Khan, I look at um even Gilda General, like these guys are all like. You know, like, they're doing mainstream stuff, but yet, you know, they come from brown backgrounds. So right, if right. they can do it, you know, like, I'm here, too, and I'm I'm ready to put in that work and get that done, too.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to so, happen for you, for sure.
2: 100%. It's going to be a bit harder being the way I look, let's be honest. But, like, you know, it would be well, like, amazing.
0: You mentioned this before, too, and I meant to ask about it. Mm-hmm. I think we're reaching almost an hour mark, but... Uh, you mentioned this before, uh, you know, how looking the way you look, you feel like has had some sort of impact on your career. Uh, how big of an impact has it had? Do you think it holds you back? Do you think you face more challenges because of it, or do you feel like um it doesn't
2: matter much? What do you think? Um, I think it matters a lot, and think I think it it's a lot? Yeah, I think it matters a lot. And it's I know some people who sit in my position and only complain that would only complain about just how it holds them back. Uh, But I think it also brings me forward because here I am like, you know, I get championed by other people who look like me, Um, you know, not even look like me, but also might have uh visual differences right like where they wear hijab and like i have a lot of muslim fans that like wear hijabs and stuff like that they show me so much love but i understand it because like we both go through the same thing we both feel the same when we jump on an airplane you know what i mean so it's like uh so (laughs) like we 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 go through that so as far as the music industry yeah there's like there's it was harder because I don't look like Justin Bieber, right? right? Or like you know, like or some some hot whatever you know heartthrob. I'm um, right. very far from that. So,
0: hmm. you know, um,
2: but being that it still has its positive things because like i said like being different people embraced it when you know when they're ready for it um people remember me easier because i look like that or different right. or um you know and then also i represent a group of people that are well, a, yeah. a pretty big group of people and you know they they hold it down so it has both negative and positive uh i don't know how the american mainstream will, is going to take it so far i right. do have i do have american fans like or like go fans or canadian fans that are not south asian even remotely or don't even have any connections to it so they yeah. you know they show love but you know yeah we'll, we'll see what happens it's you know anytime you do anything different um there's gonna be pushback or it's gonna be a little bit harder but it's yeah. fine
0: so how important is that to you like how important is your identity and how important is your faith to you
2: it's important to me i mean i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be Going through all of it, if it wasn't right, like it can right. Be, it's like I, I I hold it to a regard, um, a high regard actually, and right. um, looking the way I look, it's like, I guess the reason, one of the main reasons I really push for, like, or like that brings me that drive, and I've said this before, um, is that I never had, you guys never had anybody to look at in the mainstream media and be like, that is somebody who. I look up to, you know what I mean? There's something yeah. about, you know, that instilled confidence within yourselves, right? It right. definitely didn't. So I never had that. Um, I never had like a, a, a role model growing up in Hayward, California. There was no older brother type of, you know, person like no Jagmeet Singh type of banda for me to look yeah. at and be like, you know, like, yo, I want to, I want to be like him. And then, you know, there was my dad or like other uncles, but there's a disconnect when you, you know, like, cause they're right. from different places and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely. I wanted to be. I want to be that for the the upcoming or the next generation or youth or whatever it is. Whether it's just instilling confidence, um, or value. So that's, that's why it's that's, very important to me.
0: Yeah, that's heavy, man. That's heavy. Yeah. I commend you for that. That's really that's really dope. Yeah, yeah it's not easy. <laughs> People punk you for it, but you know. No. It, yeah. 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 You know. Um, Summit, so, do you have any last questions before we start wrapping?
1: No, man. I think uh, we pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about. Um, You know, we touched on a lot of different aspects, right? We touched on music. We touched on, you know, your upbringing and the come up that you've experienced. We've talked about, you know, the types of people that you've worked with, your experiences in both, you know, in life as well as in music. And, I don't know. I feel like this was a pretty good conversation uh, just in general, right? Because I think it also yeah. gives whoever's listening an opportunity to see a, you in a different light, right? Like outside of maybe the artist kind of uh, persona, right? Um, kind of see, maybe, maybe give them a view as to the more personal side of you, right? The more down to earth, humble, everyday type of person, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and uh, not a lot of people, I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you're real name
2: huh right Wait, <laughs> does
0: everyone know that i feel Ooh, like i, I feel you. like when i first met you i didn't i didn't think your real name was fate i thought it was a name like i thought it was your stage name like no shit oh. i was like oh this guy named himself young fate that's pretty cool <laughs> and then like when that's I got pretty to- cool <laughs> <laughs> it's a dope name it's like you know you your name means wind, right? And yeah. then then when I got to know you, you're like, Yeah, my name's Fate. I was like, Nay, nay, was your real name, dog? Come on, my name is Saint Soldier. I'm not gonna tell you to call me Saint Soldier. What's your name? was your like, no, no, my name's Fatih Fatejit. I was like, What the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's it was just true. you, bro. <laughs> no, no, he, it wasn't him, it was a lot of people. I'm just kidding. I think a lot of people thought that, but that's
2: yeah. cool.
1: I just like um, to pick out that bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, and if very, people think Doe is uh, my real last name. They're like, kera goth I'm like oh. <laughs> oh. that's like how they
0: didn't know Sindhu go to like they thought he made up Muse you know what I mean? But his fucking pend is Musa and he's yeah. not making his shit up. They thought it was just like a stage name, and he's he's not fucking around. His pend is Musa and he's from there, so he's Musewala.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. But, <laughs> so uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? We, I was out with my parents. We were like at some Punjabi restaurant in Richmond Hill, Queens, right? And uh, they were playing so they all like uh music videos on the TV. And my mom's just staring at the TV, and the TV's behind me, so I can't see it. And she's just staring, and I'm like, what the hell is she looking at? I turn around, and she looks, I, I turn back around to her, and she goes, What the hell is a Muswala? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "Oh my god! How do I explain this?" <laughs> it was just funny. because you mentioned his name, I figured it'd be a good opportunity to tell you that story. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, is a moose, what the hell is a moosewala? The hell is a moosewala? The hell is a moose?
0: At parties, no shit. I just put up, I just put up like two fingers to my head, and the DJ knows to play so the monsieur, He knows most see, of the time, not all the time. most, of, not all the time. But I've been going around telling all the DJs I know. i will be like, "Yo, if you see me on the dance floor doing this, you know what to put on."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: I, I was at a baby shower on Sunday and they played Jotiana.
2: Oh shit. Nice. Oh nice. I was at yes. a I was at a I was at an engagement and they played Jyotiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I, mean,
1: I felt a little weird about it being at a baby shower
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hey man. <laughs> all, all night have my on you. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how sneaky that was?
1: Yeah, yo, that's... listen,
2: man, that's, that's me. That's me utilizing Punjabi language. People got so offended, and it's like, bro, Punjabi like, like, jado meri niga <laughs> i'm saying my language bro like i'm speaking my language now like you know Chinese go around going fuck 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 and i don't know what that means in their language that's so racist i'm so sorry but you know what i mean like <laughs> but, but, like you get what i mean like i can't be offended they're not you know what i mean like, it's so i don't know man like it's so funny well, man we're, like, what were
0: people saying did you get a lot of backlash what people like oh, can-
2: i was getting canceled bro
0: Really? Oh, I'll this can't... bitch is canceled. Fate just got canceled?
2: Yeah, yeah, I was getting canceled, but it's like it's okay. Like I I I understand the 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 um the you... the reason behind it. Yeah. But at the same time it's like bro, like how many records have i put out i've never used that word why would i right. why would i take this one line and this one opportunity to <laughs> do that you know what i mean like i don't i social i'm not stupid right Yo, the yeah. first time i, I heard, heard that
0: dude put out a record and he said the n-word and he got a lot of shit Nap put bro. out his, hella Yeah, his whole first album.
2: Yeah, his whole first, yeah, yeah. first two, three albums, were like that. But then, you know, he stopped as well. And as well, he stopped. <laughs> I, it's not like me. I said something. But the yeah, it's just funny, man. Like people, it's okay. So did you did you mm-hmm.
0: like respond to people or what? Or did you like this is me responding right now?
2: This is me responding and clearing <laughs> the air right
0: now. <laughs> yet, <laughs> yet <another podcast>. exclusive. <laughs> Was a public, public clarification,
2: yeah, man. I'm, I was speaking my language. lyrics I actually didn't yeah. even think about it until it came out, and people started saying that. I'm like, What, what really?
1: Yeah, exactly. It caught me so off guard the first really? time. Wait, but that, like... that's the
2: difference between like people who like you know speak their language and don't, you know
0: what I mean? <laughs> shut the hell up, shut you know the hell up. I heard know it, your language. The first time I heard it, I was so uncomfortable. I was like, Oh. I was like, what, is, what has he done? <laughs> Yo,
1: somebody I, asked me, does he have an edited version of this song? I was like, what are you saying?
2: I didn't cuss in the song. <laughs> that's no, too funny. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Good was, times. Slick, though. Mm-hmm. Slick. Very slick. I love it. I It wasn't
2: slick, bro. I was speaking my language, bro. I don't think <laughs> whatever. <I> slick <was laughs> about speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a great story. Right, 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 right. Because,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yo, know, I, uh,
1: I want to thank you for joining us. I, I don't want to, you know, take too long on the episode; otherwise, it gets too long and people stop listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll have you on again at some point because, you know, I really enjoyed the conversation today. Uh, we'll do this for again sure, sometime as soon. Don't uh, do you have any closing thoughts?
0: No, man. I just want to say thank you, bro. Uh, thanks for joining us. Glad you could come have a conversation with the most popular podcast on bam, 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 bam Exclusive. You heard it here first. Yet another podcast will soon yeah, bro, be available. It's not even official yet, bro. It's gonna be official soon. We're about to be on Geo Savins.
1: We just saw so the paperwork today. Big nice, things Matthew coming
2: soon. Wow, that's a, that's an exclusive. That's it, <laughs> bro. Do some more band, bro. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna have to replace all this audio with <laughs> real Pills. Yeah, it's
0: good, man. No, thanks for having. Uh, thanks for coming through, man. I appreciate it. Good yeah. luck to you in the future, of course. And uh, If you're listening time. and
1: if you haven't yet or if you already have, go check out New Memories out on all p- p- uh, streaming platforms. Uh, right. Go check out the New Memories merch on RootsGear.com uh, What else is out there, bro? Anything else you want to mention? Anything else you want to plug?
2: No, man. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. Keep supporting yet another podcast. Any Yo, I have a ex- question
1: for you real quick before you jump oh. off. How are you responding to my story while you're talking to us? <laughs> <laughs> so
2: there's this is great this is great invention called email, right? <laughs> Y'all should definitely check out the email. I'm
1: like look, I just opened it, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about right now? Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> anybody listening in the in, on the East Coast, Tan Man is celebrating his birthday in New York this weekend. Oh god.
2: <laughs> Come through. You know, open invite invited
1: all of Instagram already, and I feel like ninety-five people are gonna show up on Friday. It's gonna be a good
2: My G.
0: My G, you didn't even wish me on my birthday. Screw oh. you.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, yeah, you know the I thing you talking it. about? Like, you know, now you want to celebrate my birthday, huh? This you know, why, you, you this is <laughs> why you don't get shout outs on stage from me.
2: <laughs> you know you were saying artists gotta be cocky. That was just me be practicing being cocky, bro. Yo, I'm uh, not gonna wish this guy. I'm too. <laughs> See, that was me being cocky. You uh, said I should be like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this dude sent me
0: a voicemail voice message on my birthday and i was like oh that's nice but they sent me a nice happy birthday <laughs> i went to go listen to that shit this dude was like oh yeah bro so how's the merch doing we gotta push it a little bit more. i was like yo what the <laughs> hell he didn't even to wish me a happy birthday
2: yo that's listen what? bro that's a good thing because i was pushing it on your birthday if i make money you make money come on bro that's a <laughs> oh, is, that, is that your way of saying happy birthday giving me most sales Ha, <laughs> huh? that's it bro
0: best birthday present ever thanks dude. yo
1: i i messaged Futhi yesterday about being on the podcast today and uh uh-huh. he's like i was like oh let me check with uh Thutmuth. he's on the plane right now i gotta wait for him to land right he goes oh where's he going i was like bro he's coming back from you
0: <laughs> oh my god i hate you so much i'm a busy <laughs> artist bro i got shit to do that's my new track yeah. the is gonna be a diss track dedicated to <laughs> Bring it, bro. If you need me to jump on it, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) I just need you to respond with a track. That's how I'm going
2: to be famous. (laughs) I'm about it. I'm about it. I'm about it. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much.
1: Yeah, bro. So we'll do this again, too. Okay.
0: That's it for today, folks. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of yet another podcast with your boys, Summit and Thunmit, and our very special guest. Fate, a.k.a. Fate D-O-E, a.k.a. I don't know when your birthday is. I'm too busy. I'm a big artist. Peace out, you guys.
1: Peace.